Guten Tag. Yes, indeed. Guten Tag. Uh, so I just found out something weird before getting on here. I was texting you from my new phone. which <gasps> You have a new nice. phone? Yeah, it's all nice and shiny. But I was going to send you the invite for my new phone, but I just realized when trying to plug in my headphones that I used to record, this phone doesn't have a headphone plug. It's one of those new kind of phones. It doesn't have a headphone jack? Yeah, so I have to use my old phone for the recordings, which is fine. It's just really weird. <laughs> so uh, I learned, and I can research this because, you know, as I do, there are adapters that you can buy. Because I actually had a similar situation where I was at work. We were doing some training thing. And for whatever reason, my Bluetooth wouldn't connect to my phone. And my another person that was in the training was like, oh. And she's like, like, do you have an iPhone and an Android? And I was like, iPhone. And she's like, you don't seem like you're excited. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a lightning thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, they sell little converter things. And I was like, even for headsets? And she's like, especially for headsets. And I was like, of I'm course they do. go on. <laughs> of course they do. It's called um, uh, built-in obsolescence, basically. they Instead of just doing the thing they've been doing since 2007, they found a way to charge you for the same thing extra so that's well it became with the whole like you know what are they called the people airpods which i swear against i think they're trash right but that's my own opinion and don't don't start with me because i will just rant about how terrible ipad ipod airpods yeah i i'm an old man airpods and uh beats by dre are okay well, yeah, let's let's try to focus your ranting into the direction that we were planning and using it for today. Life, um, heaven, hell, philosophy, go. <laughs> yes, this is We Are Chaos, and this is the beginning, um, kind of an introduction to a series that we're going to start on We Are Chaos. If you've been paying attention, um, the podcast feed is now five different podcasts. We Are Chaos, for the most part, has been the Simpsons uh, discussions and uh, Close Enough. Um, we're not gonna, we're definitely not going to stop doing those because they're awesome, but we did want to transition to other stuff. Part of the reason I wanted to start this is if we want just a philosophical conversation about whatever, or like a history deep dive, we can do that. Um, so this is kind of a weird transition series, I think, because we're going to talk about a TV show, but the TV show is basically written around philosophy. Um, we are going to be doing a series of episodes where we go episode by episode and discuss The Good Place. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'll give you a description in a moment. Uh, but I would suggest that because it's a discussion, I'm not going to purposefully like avoid spoilers for later in the series if something comes up that's really interesting to talk about now. Uh, but I would definitely keep uh, like watch the episode, then listen to our discussion. It has Kristen Bell, Tad Danson, and refers to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's all you need. Pretty much. I mean, 
uh, it made me fall in love with Ted Danson so much that we did that uh, Gulliver's Travel uh, made-for-TV movie, which I still haven't released. That's a bank show people can look forward to, but it was awesome. Oh, spoiler alerts for people. Yeah. Something to look forward to whenever we release it, which will be a time that is later. Yeah, at some point. I'm just keeping in the bank, but if a moment comes up where I think, oh, that's a good time to do it, I'll do it. Um, all right, but yeah, this is just the introduction, so I think I'll give an overview of the series for anybody that hasn't seen it, maybe try to whet your appetite. It's a really weird sitcom in that I don't know how it was made for American television because it's very smart. Um, I think part of the reason it was made is the guy that created it, I think both of them, but at least one of them, was um, part of Parks and Rec. So like he had a lot of success with NBC, so he kind of, I think, got to write his own check. And that's how you get to this kind of series, which worked really well. It's just if this was your first series, there's no way a studio would be like, oh yeah, no, we trust you to do this yeah. and make it entertaining. If that was like his, like, you know, if that was that person's like trip to Hollywood, that would be a very risky, yeah. like not many people would take it kind of a thing. Yeah. Like he was Parks and Rec. And I think he also was part of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or at least part of the team was also part of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So two really big successful sitcoms. So they kind of just let them, you know, experiment and i think they made a really cool self-contained thing that's um like is not, not like anything else really i've ever seen as far as the sitcom goes so Plus the it base, had like what six seasons no it had a good uh, amount four or five like they had a set they number five that was the other thing it was like it's sort of like breaking bad in that way where they didn't try to extend it just to keep making money they told the story they were telling and then they were done so that's another part of it that's really interesting, especially for American TV. Although it's starting to get better over the last few decades of creators being like, no, we're not going to go on for 80 seasons just because we can. So not that there's anything wrong with that. I still love The Simpsons and I watch South Park. I'm just saying there's another way to do it. So, all right. So, yeah, just a brief overview of the show as best as I can do. It's pretty kind of, it's straightforward and it's complicated, but basically our main character, Eleanor wakes up in the afterlife and um, told that she has gone to the equivalent of heaven. And uh, basically um, is, you know, like, Oh, it's so nice. It's not really heaven. They make a very big point of like, it's not any one religion. And they always kind of tread that line. But then we learn in the first episode, basically that, she wasn't a good person. She doesn't know any of the stuff they're saying that she did. And she doesn't know how she got to the good place. And she tells this to her quote unquote soulmate, who was a philosophy professor, a moral philosophy professor. And um, the idea to start with, and it evolves from here, the idea to start with that's kind of the basis is, can she learn to be a good enough person to deserve to stay in paradise, basically? And then the series just kind of continues on. It always follows her through various different things of like moral quandaries, like dealing with her past life, all this stuff. Uh, but it's all based around this afterlife that they've created for the show. I don't want to, I can give you the whole rundown, but we're going to do episode by episode. So I don't want to go into detail of everything that they go through, but that's the basic where we start and kind of the overall theme is, can you become a good person? Um, if you work at it, is that even possible? That is really the, the bedrock because if it's not possible, then everything else they're doing is pointless. 
So, to play devil's advocate here, have you ever seen the show Preacher? I, you've mentioned it before. I've never seen it yet. No. It, it would be funny to run along in tandem because, yes, kind of. So, I will say there's a lot of heaven and hell kind of like angels and demons kind of a thing, which was trendy for a while. Which also kind of that was weird that I think this, I think the good place is kind of what was that catalyst for that kind of content, but mm-hmm. it's moral quandaries, but it's more of like a Breaking Bad versus you know the good guy wins but my other point is like it's completely like the devil's advocate like the people that are the ones that you're rooting for they're not great people but they're not the worst um but it's very wacky in a same sense but like it's also not pg because like it's not on nbc it was on uh and like amc um right but it would have some of the same parallels, except for not be as like wholesome. Yeah. It definitely deals with more. But uh, but when you were talking about uh, the different moral situations and especially her past, like that's something that's a pretty like main thread of the main character is you right. learn more and more of like who he was as a person and like why quote unquote he was chosen to like go through this because there were situations that like he could have, you know, been a great person or a good person. And there were times he, you know, tipped the scales one way or the other. So that right. just kind of reminded me of what you're talking about with Eleanor. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, um, I don't know if we have the energy or time to do another series next to it, but if this becomes like, if we like doing this, I would definitely be on board for like doing similar things with other types of TV. Um, where it's more well, about the thing you know, is, I think like, Preacher only had like three, maybe four seasons, so I think it was a little bit shorter. That would be that'd be a good place to start because another show that I just randomly popped my because I've been trying to think of a way to work it in to the podcast since we started is Gargoyles, which you could definitely do that with, but oh, it is yeah. five it's five seasons and it's it's a lot to go through. But we'll we'll save the possible. Uh, future series for you know later so we don't get too far away from the good place so the name of the episode is gargoyles and preacher got it yeah right i was just gonna call it introduction but okay (laughs) Um, introduction and then like in parentheses gargoyles and the preach and preacher uh, gargoyles and the preacher so so the the idea of what we're going to try and do besides just talk about the episodes as we go through them is each episode for the most part, as far as I can like fathom, there might be an episode that is kind of just a one-off that doesn't do this, but I'm pretty sure they were right on spot. Each episode kind of has a philosophical idea at the center of it. Um, and so what I want to do is we can definitely just talk about the episodes, you know, take it wherever we want to go, but I want to make sure each episode sort of themed around whatever the philosophical point is in that episode. For example, my one of my favorites, which I won't go into detail about it, but one of my favorite episodes is the trolley problem episode. Um, I don't know how far you got in the series. Did you see the trolley problem episode? That that's too vague for me because like I I saw bits and pieces of like not every season, but like I think I saw a good part of like season in in from season three into season four because mm-hmm. um, there were some major plot twists that I saw. Well, I know I, one involved. This is obscure enough. I think the post office. Okay, yeah, that's that is a big moment. Um, okay, but so I'll just I can tell you what the trolley problem is without telling you how it affects the episode. But basically, the whole episode is based on the thought 
experiment of the trolley problem, which is you're um, driving a trolley. There's a branch at the tracks ahead of you. You can choose to change your track if you want to. If you change your track, you're going to hit one innocent person. If you don't change your track, you're going to hit five people. So is it morally better to make the choice to kill someone or to just let stuff happen. And there's like a hundred different variations you can go with that. The episode goes into a lot of detail about different scenarios that are basically the same philosophical point. But it's like a whole half-hour sitcom about the moral quandaries of choice when it comes to hurting other people. <laughs> and so wait, just to clarify here, because I wasn't yeah. sure it would be detail. It's either uh-huh. one innocent person or five innocent people, or yeah, they don't make that as clear very... for the five. Yeah, there's variations, but the one they start with is the basic, which is you have the ability to change the track. You can either hit one person um, that's innocent, but you're making the choice to kill them, or five that are innocent, but you don't make the choice to actually change the track. Um, But then they do go through the variations of, like, what if you know one of the people? Does that make a difference? Mm -hmm. Um, What if you're a doctor and you have the ability to save five people's life by killing one healthy person and giving the organs? You're still saving five people with one life. And no matter what, you can't stop the train? No. (laughs) Oh, no. And I want to tell you the joke that really makes me laugh, but it kind of gives away a big, big plot point early on. I'm going to try to avoid that. So I won't. Or I feel like one of the, one of the, uh, outs of that is to if you're the conductor just jump off the train because then you're not making the decision mm-hmm. and yes um <laughs> yeah you got it like i without telling you anything about who says this and why later like the couple episodes later one of the characters says i figured out the trolley problem the answer is simple you sacrifice yourself so literally yeah, it's like you jump off the train in front of the train and you're that one person right like, like you literally got there like i don't know yep. 30 episodes before we're actually going to get there so good for you bad for me i have negative self-value <laughs> that's, that's fair but yeah so but every episode has that um it gets more, actually gets better as it goes along. The first episode's a little bit, eh, because it's not like a set philosophical. Well, yeah, I'm sure they have to do like an intro, too. They can't yeah. just like start the first episode with like, all right, see, there's no background, and here's a problem. Right, right exactly. Like, they give you the whole background, and they don't really get into like what they're going to do about it until the second episode. But we can still have a conversation when we do that about like the afterlife in general, the ideas that they put apart of like, what is their afterlife look like? Because it is not a Christian afterlife uh, necessarily um, or really any other religion. Like they did a very good job of creating their own thing. Um, one of my favorite things is like they talk about at some point, like the creators of the entire universe. You never really see them, even though you do see a lot of immortal beings. But the only time they ever really reference them is in this manual. And it's the introduction of the manual is brought to you by the makers of light and darkness. Mm-hmm. That That's like the only introduction to the overall supreme beings in this universe. There's no like talk of a God per se, but there are all these immortal beings that are, you know, beyond human. So Although they do later on in the series characterize like, like the second in charge of both the good place and the bad place. Yeah. There's definitely a head of each like, um side of uh the afterlife 
but they're not set up as like, this is the devil. Basically, yeah. this is the CEO of the bad place. Or I think in the good place, it's more like a, this is the committee that runs the good place. But there's not like a, this is the guy that like created the good place. And they don't ever get into like, oh, why is there a bad place? It's all just a system of balance. That's so because I'm, to- a, I'm a child. <laughs> Yeah, they get into why the show is named the name of the show in the very first episode. They make that very clear. Yeah, well, they do tell you like, yeah, the first like the first line that Ted Danson says is that, um, well, one of them is like, um, Eleanor just goes, "Am I?" and she points up or down and with a sad face, and she's like, and Ted Danson's line because I've watched this episode, it's become a comfort show to me. I can quote it is, um, "Well, it's not the heaven or hell you uh, were raised on." But in general, there's a good place and there's a bad place, and you're in the good place. So, so yeah, like that's that's all that they really tell you about, like exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Although they do explain like the rating system and how you get there and all that type of stuff too. Yeah, because so. that gets more complicated when they get like interdimensional weirdness near the end yeah. of the season series. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, and again, there's a lot more to it. And by the end of the series, we're going to go through very detailed on how all of this actually works in the world that uh, they created. I will say if I had my, like, if I had the money, I'd be like, okay, I'm okay with that system. I'm like, it's better than the system that I was growing up on because at least there seems to be some sense of like fairness, especially by the end, but I won't go too far into that. Not detailed, but like, so this is more of a yes or no in between. So they basically have a core amount of characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you either have develop a favorite or more specifically identify with one character versus another? You don't have to give me the answer, just a yes or no. Um, I There's definitely characters that I like a lot. Uh, I will just say Ted Danson's character, I really grew to joy and he... Um, Again, it's just the reason that I want to do Gulliver's Travels is because watching The Good Place, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot how good Ted Danson can be. Like, he is really good at acting. Are you saying that Becker wasn't a good show? Because if you are, how dare you? No, I liked Becker too, but it had been years since I'd watched Becker or Cheers. And I was just like, oh, that's right. He was really good at this. That's why I liked him so much when I was younger. He just kind of cruised along. Like, he did what he wanted. He didn't try to get too much fame. He kind of knew what yeah. he wanted, got it, well, and then kind of built Cheers, that for like, himself. We're a little too young to remember it, really. But Cheers was, like, the mega hit. Like, it was fucking ridiculously huge. So he basically, talking about blank checks, could just do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. After I mean, Cheers. like, the the the... the, the the theme song is still like a universal, like feel good, like, you know, nostalgia, even if you haven't even been there song. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it, and it is a very, one thing that's problematic about cheers. Well, there's other things cause it's, you know, <laughs> time period, but one thing that's problematic just from a watching it point of view is that because it was shot so long ago, it's kind of low quality video. So, um, I don't think uh, Jen ever watched Cheers, and I tried to get her to sit down watch it with me, and it like gave her a headache because of the way the film worked. And but that's like its only real strike. It's a weird. Well, that's because you're watching it on a bigger television. You're watching on a smaller <laughs> television. You wouldn't realize all the definitional issues as much. Yeah, I should take it off. Maybe I should take it off of a standard def and see if that makes it better. But 
I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, if you watch it, it's kind of timeless. Um, not that we're going to go into a Cheers podcast, but maybe one day. <laughs> but it's kind of timeless in that um, it's not like a lot of other shows where it's like, oh, this is clearly of this time because there are no cell phones. You kind of forget about the cell phones. You kind of forget about the fact that you're in a different technology age because everything is taking place in this community in the in the bar. So it's, it's a weird thought that I just had because I was like, oh yeah, I never really thought about that as being like a older show, even though the technology is completely different. So, so there's an interesting like circle back is like, is there technology in the good place? Like do people have cell phones and stuff like that early uh, on? So one of my, uh, another favorite joke is uh, the frozen yogurt. There's just a bunch of crazy flavors. And one of them that Eleanor tries is full cell phone battery which if you eat it makes you feel exactly like you do if when your cell phone had a full charge. <laughs> but as far as like other technology, one of the main characters is named Janet. And while it's never a hundred percent explained what she is, except for that she's not a robot or a girl. Um, she is somewhere in between. To, Got it. Kind of. She describes herself. Well, the whole thing is she describes herself as a um, compendium of all knowledge that's there to help the residents of the good place um, with anything, basically. So she's she's a helper, but she literally knows everything about the world. Like you ask her anything, she like like instantly. Um, she, uh, I, I hate giving away like, all what, the jokes. Like what does the color seven look like? Yep, like she'll be weird... she'll tell you that. Um, she can literally do anything you ask her to do. One of the she had to do they did a random generator and it was she had to make a giant novelty pencil with an ostrich steak impaled on it that said lordy lordy i'm over 40 like (laughs) she just makes these things out of thin air but it's yeah so she's the closest thing there is to technology you don't see them like working on cell phones there's a tv but it's you know it's just there kind of um it's really um not technology in the way you would think of, which I think now that you mentioned it will make this last longer because as our technology advances, the stuff in modern day will look weird. Like the stuff that in their past lives will look weird, but the stuff that's happening in heaven, I don't think will age really at all because the way it was conceived basically. So. Well, that's just like, I just think you made a point about cheers where it's like, if you go to a bar now, not seeing someone either like constantly checking their cell phone or on their cell phone or just having it present is like, it's impossible. Like right. it's still part of the conversation as like an art piece. Like if someone were to make a still, there would be at least, you know, if there were 20 people, there would be at least two or three people that there is a cell phone or some kind of technology, like a wearable item within the context yeah you're right because like um if you go to that show the whole most of the episodes are them just sitting around talking and nowadays because i'm not a bar person i i've never thought about it but you're right like nowadays that wouldn't be what you were doing unless you came with those people you would still have your phone out but you'd be talking to them you wouldn't be talking to the bar in general um, which maybe that was never a thing. Maybe that was just a sitcom. Like, I don't know. But it definitely wouldn't happen now because we have our cell phones. We would just be drinking and looking at our cell phones if you're by yourself. Well, but the other thing that goes back to the point of that show is like 
the talking to the bar in general, it's because they all know each other. It's their bar. Like that's a mom and pop bar. It's right. not like a bar, you know, and the, the thing, it does have a generational effect to it because they're not like in their early twenties. Like they have more of like that developed, um, you know, career conversations, things like that. They don't talk about um, as more, age appropriate for you know what we would think is younger for that style of bar it's not that style um right but it would be interesting too of like even too of like headsets because remember like when bluetooth first came out how like oh people, yeah the whole like little ear of like hold on i'm a sales guy and i gotta take this call in the middle of the bar when you know right and everybody mocks the douchebag that thinks they're so important they have to have their bluetooth in. Now everybody has fucking Bluetooth something. Yeah, that's like a very modern technology where it started as just like, oh, this was a douchebag technology. And it's like, oh, literally, like all all of the like wearable stuff is Bluetooth. So like. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Anyways. But um, see, I started. Cheers. (laughs) Not cheers. Although it's starting to make an argument that we should watch some cheers. (laughs) But um. Uh, just another like good thing to do for an introduction is I can introduce the characters. Um, besides Janet, there is um, Michael, who is Ted Dance's character. Um, there's Eleanor, who, as we know in the first episode, is the you know not supposed to be there. Veronica Mars. Yeah. One of the way, yeah, Veronica Mars. One of the ways they describe her all the time, which I love this like phrasing, is Arizona trash bag. Like that, that's like their go-to explanation of who she is. Um, then there's Tahani Al-Jamil, who is a like basically the living embodiment of perfect human being. Um, she she has her own problems, but like when you meet her, she's uh, amazingly tall model uh, Indian person who lived in Britain, so she has the English accent going for her. Billionaire who spent her life raising billions of dollars for charity, like couldn't be more perfect. Obviously we learn a lot more about her and her faults um, as a person and all that stuff, but that's where we start with her. And then there's um, Sean, what do they call him? See, the problem with this last character is that it's not his real name. Uh, I think it's John, Yu. Yeah. That's how they start. He's supposed to be a Buddhist monk. Um, I won't even tell you how, his real name is Jason Mendoza. So we'll get to that in like episode four. So look forward to that. Um, Cause it's literally called Jason Mendoza. Uh, uh, but yeah, those are the main characters. There's other side characters that come in and out, but those are the main like group that we're going to follow throughout the whole series. Uh, um, you forgot. The oh, moral. yes. Yeah. Chidi, the moral philosophy professor. Uh, Chidi Anagonia, who, like I already said, was a moral philosophy professor. Um, his main character uh, point, at least early on, and going, well, it's really the thing that he's always working on, is that he's the most indecisive person that has ever existed and could ever be written. Like, I don't know how you could write more of an indecisive person than Chidi. But, um, well, yeah. not write them. Not finish writing them. That's true. <laughs> you just feel you like, and I'm Problem solved. I can't decide to finish this script, so I'm going to put it away. Um, but yeah, so that's basically it. That's those four plus Michael and Janet, and um, it's their journey through the afterlife, uh, through many different 
ups and downs and so on and so forth that are very complicated. A lot of really funny comedic actors show up in this. Uh, Jason Manzukis plays a guy named Derek at one point, and he's one of my favorite side characters on the show. Uh, if you've seen Robbie. the league, you know him from the league. Yeah, there's also, he's on Big Mouth. I think he is called Jason on Big Mouth. Like, it's his real first name. He's the mm-hmm. kid. And then that, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's Adrian Pimento. <laughs> yep. So if you know any of those shows, those are where you know him from. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big, like, bosses is uh, Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, he, he's in the show. So, yeah, just a lot of different people. If you've been watching NBC sitcoms the last decade, you're going to see a lot of people like, oh, hey, it's that person. And I don't think there's really a bad performance in the entire show. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you think we would need for introduction? We've got about 30 minutes, which I think is good for introduction about 30-minute episodes. But if there's anything else you want to hit on for general stuff, um, now would be the time. Uh, well, it's kind of general, but in between. So, like, along with the moral things, do they do any of, like, the very, like, understood like Dante's Inferno do they do any like really big like very well known references to like historical context of like heaven hell Uh, scenarios they do okay so they do mention like historical people Mm -hmm. um and stuff so you get that kind of stuff one of my favorite references is Shakespeare because for various reasons Shakespeare ends up in the bad place and um yeah he's a douche isn't he um, there's there's a lot of complicated. I don't know if they ever tell you why he's there, but that gets into the whole part of the show. But like the way we find out that Shakespeare is there is that the big bad who's played by the guy who plays Kevin, it gets called like without his permission to another place, like gets pulled there, and he's like like cleaning his nails and telling the story, like reading the script for Entourage. And then he's like, what? Why'd you pull me away? I was just telling Shakespeare the whole script for Entourage. <laughs> like, but that was his torture, was that he had to listen to Entourage being Shakespeare. So, and then um, is, there, is there a high level of continuity? So, like, is there one where, like, if you watch, like me, if you started mm-hmm. in episode 16, would yeah. you have missed a ton of things that would, you know, highly confuse you? I don't know if it would confuse you, but it is, it's one continuous story. So mm-hmm. you can pick up where they are in the story, wherever you jump in, but you're like, it's not like uh, other sitcoms where it's like what happened last week didn't matter. They're mm-hmm. telling a story that what happened last week pre like directly predates what's happening this week. If you don't know what happened, they give you a previously on the good place to try and catch right, they you do up. like a little summary. Okay. Right, but you should like it's a it's a story. That's why it's listed as chapters. So you really shouldn't jump around in this one. You have to commit to watching it as you go if you want to get the whole thing. Ooh, but they'll do. I won't do that. Well, you will because of this podcast, which is another reason why. Yeah, we're but doing I already it. started randomly, so we're good. Yeah, then you'll just be like in a random episode. You'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen this one, and then we'll be like, oh good. Well, now you know how we got there. So because that was that's um, Hulu is what it was mainly right streaming service yeah i think we're gonna watch it on netflix because it's still netflix hopefully it stays on netflix if not eventually it's like for whatever reason like happened to star trek before we're done ends up off netflix it should stay on peacock because that's nbc's thing yeah, NBC, and I think they yeah. know. so but yeah we'll start on netflix just because it's generally pretty easy to navigate netflix when you need to 
And then yeah. for the people, you said mm-hmm. this this show does have a definitive ending. So like yes. it does get to a point where there is some kind of overall resolution and it's very yeah. obvious that there aren't going to be more shows of that show directly. Yep. Yes. No, the, the characters very, very literally like get to the end of their arc. Um, and it's, it's all wrapped up very nicely. They, like, I guess you could do a thing with some of them, but not really. Well, like other um, spinoff kind of a thing. There's always could, potential yeah. for spinoffs. You could if you like really dove for characters, but I think you'd actually probably have to invent new people by the end of the show because the because of the way the story arcs kind of are complete. Like this isn't going to be a cliffhanger. I think it's like fifty episodes overall. It might be more, but I think it's fifty something. And yeah, that's it. Like that that's all there is to it. Um, so that's another reason to like the show is that like you don't have to worry about being left with questions they pretty much answer everything so my, my only last my only last my last question <laughs> that i think would also be relevant is just for for understanding for folks do they have so shows not that are non sequitur but do they have episodes where you know sometimes you know shows do this where they'll focus on like another character but they still uh-huh. end up bringing the rest of the crew in are there any things that any episodes that are like you only get to see the world of one of the four characters and the, the, you know, the rest of the three of them are not highly in the, that episode. Um, there's definitely episode. Cause like the first few episodes specifically focus on our main group of four, like the mm-hmm. first episode about Eleanor, second one's about Jahani and so forth. Um, but the, uh, most of that's done through flashbacks so you're still dealing with the, the narrative of Eleanor worrying that she's being going to be caught for not belonging in the good place. And, you know, what's Chidi going to do to help her? Uh, and as the story goes on, the, the now story never really stops. They don't, they don't veer off. They do introduce new characters and they deal with them. But the progression of what they need to get done doesn't stop until the end of the series. So it, it is something. in time, right? So like, it's not like, you know, how some shows like you have to watch it chronologically. That is just the sequence for the most part is actually in time, yeah. you know, of watching no. it. Yes. You need to, yeah, it's basically one episode ends. The next episode starts right at the ending of the last episode. There's no jump when the seasons are over. It's literally just keep going. Um, although I will tell you this, just as a concept that you can look forward to, because I think you're really going to enjoy this concept because it fucks with my head. The, in the afterlife, there is a concept of time where we have cause, effect, cause, effect, cause, effect in our timeline in the afterlife. Time flows in what they call Jeremy Bear Me. And basically the way it's described is that time circles back on itself, goes around, comes around, goes, and is all connected as if you're writing cursive. And by the end, it looks like Jeremy Bear Me, the English name Jeremy Bear Me written out. And that is the sequence of time. And when we get to that, I will try to explain how weird that fucking is. But Basically, what that means is that anything that happens in the afterlife, time doesn't move at the same rate in the in the human world. So they can spend all the time they want in the afterlife. 
it doesn't really affect time moving forward in the human world. It's two completely separate things. Um, and I wish I could explain it more, but honestly, I've spent hours just talking to myself because it's such a cool philosophical concept, and I still don't quite understand it. Okay. Uh, one of my one of my favorite parts um, is when Cheaty gets told this. He like he points at the dots over the eye in uh, in Bear Me. He's like, well, "What's that dot?" And Michael's like, "Oh, that dot. That's um, Tuesdays and July fifth, and sometimes never." And he's like, and he's like, that broke me. The dot broke me. <laughs> so yeah, just when we get there, it's one of my favorite episodes. But as far as like time goes, as a viewer, you need to watch along. But as far as time in the afterlife goes, it's way more fucking complicated than you could ever imagine. And I will do my best when we get there to try and talk it through with everybody to see if I've gotten any better since the last time I did it. All right. Um, so uh, get get ready for a journey. Yeah. Yes. And I hope everybody enjoys. I'm looking forward to this. And again, I think this will be a nice bridge. It'll be, it's a TV show. We're going to definitely go into the philosophical stuff deeply, which is something DJ Madman and myself like to do anyway, which is why I thought of this. We're very Uh, surface level only people. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how we met and, you know, continue to friendship. So, so yeah, that's the idea. And then after this, we might, we'll still do other TV series. Uh, but this will hopefully lead us to be like, oh, let's talk about um, the Cheers or, you know, the pre- whatever pre- else. Or Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman, which I just introduced to you as a thing, that's, which would be also fun to watch and talk about. No, we uh, should watch The March of the Penguins. That too. That, that could lead to a lot of different questions. <laughs> All right. So I think this episode I'm going to put up pretty quickly. So I'm going to say this will be, what's what's the date today? 20s. I would say beginning of September. So this will be around September 8th, I want to say. It'll be on a Thursday because that's when We Are Chaos is supposed to drop. Um, so as far as like what we're doing, uh, I kind of have an idea. It'll be uh, Star Trek. I think it's Deep Space Nine, if I remember correctly. But on the Friday before this episode comes out, we will have a prediction show for both All Out and um, what the hell are they calling it? Clash at the Castle, because I'm watching WWE now pretty regularly. So we'll do predictions for their pay-per-view too. Did you say you're Um, watching WWE regularly? I mean, at this point, it's only been a week and a half, but I have no intentions of not watching it this week. And I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. So I figured we might as well do the predictions for it. Uh, that's just too much for yeah. me to handle. Well, without you, you're not in the world as much as we are. But with Vince McMahon retired, Triple H is actually doing things pretty well to the point where it's not as infuriating. So I'm, I was like, okay, I will give this a chance. And a week and a half in, I'm not like anger quitting watching. So but that's I'll one of just my favorite going. things is hearing our device just continually shit on the WWE. <laughs> Oh, no, he'll continue to do so. He's not watching. He, he has said very clearly, I do not have the time for this, and I will not be going back. Okay. I do have the time, and I have no self-respect when it comes Ooh. to wrestling. <laughs> so, yes, you'll still get to hear him rage. That's fine. Um, then on the Wednesday, if everything works out, it'll be a very special three-part episode, uh, three of us together. Uh, if it doesn't work out, it'll be something else that'll be equally as awesome. Maybe Gulliver's Travels if I don't feel like recording. 
who knows but i do have a really cool idea so check out wednesday um i'm like i'll give it 80 percent sure we're going to try and get this to work um but i don't want to say the actual name of the movie because if i do i'll feel that much more obligated to try to force it and if schedules don't work out i'll feel bad i'm already i still feel, feel bad about the Nick Foley. right i still feel bad about the mick foley episode of um uh, chaos roulette we're gonna get to it but i don't want to do that again so that's why i'm being a little vague but it will be fun hear that uh, hear that people in egypt don't get your hopes up we're only yeah. gonna disappoint you sometimes <laughs> but we'll try to make up for it later uh, yeah, well, but when far, is later? We don't know. That was exactly what I was about to say. As far as like when to expect more episodes of The Good Place, it really is going to come down to uh, DJ Man Man myself having the time to do these episodes. Um, if we like, if we find the time to do them consistently, I will try and release them consistently. So it's not going to be like a bank show type thing where you're waiting a long time. But it will just be based on hey, we don't have a chance to record this week or this you know two weeks or whatever so we won't be able to do a good place or we want to do this thing instead but we only have this much time but i will try and be as consistent as possible because the series like this you want to you know you want to be consistent you want people to be able to follow along in real time i i personally as a podcast listener get very frustrated when it's like part three of five and it's like seven months later still waiting on part four like that that annoys me so i will try well, my best to make that, that work. brings up my my ideas i i want to challenge the viewers actually and maybe empower uh, them is like if we hear back more content or comments about any of this right. we will be more on our shit so like that's true if you all you know come back to us and say please do more or give any more activity than usual we will be more responsive than usual. Yeah, that's a fair point. We do have the uh, Gmail of uh, chaospodshow at gmail.com. You can write us with suggestions and comments. But if you write us and say, hey, I'm really digging like what you're doing with The Good Place or I really like it when you guys talk about The Simpsons or whatever, we will steer this show to be more about that. Like it won't just be about that, but we're very much in uh, favor of, hey, if we start hearing from our audience to give them what they ask for. So feel free to tell us what you really like, and we will do our best to accommodate that. And if it is, like, not hearing us, then I don't know why you're an audience member of ours, but thanks for listening, I guess. (laughs) No, I'll Um, I'll double down on that. If we get comments that say, stop playing this, guess what we're going to play more of? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll work kind of the opposite. So you might as well be positive about what you like and not overly bitchy about what not you like. Not that we're forcing, you know, one specific viewer or another, but... Oh, like, we, yeah, I, that's, you're completely right. I'm that kind of vindictive. Um, when I was it's making... fun that way. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if anybody here, hopefully some people have crossed over, but when I make my um, we hope viral no ad crossed over show, literally. somebody... Complained about the uh, clip I was using, not using Leonard Skinner's Freebird. So I just found another song called Freebird and uh, put that up for them because they said they couldn't believe I didn't use Freebird because I'm petty. So did you say the bird? The bird is the word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So thanks, to Eric Bowman, for the theme song. Um, thanks to for nothing to Artie Vice who wasn't here. 
Yeah, just follow us on uh, social media. You can follow us at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Follow me at Last Kill Chris One or at Last Kill Chris on TikTok. Um, you can also uh, follow the show at Chaos is Everywhere on Facebook. Um, I don't know. I feel like you can just like send me a request and I'll just let you part of that blog if you search it. Like, yeah, it's part of so between you can like the page and then you, once you like the page, you can interact with that page. Yeah, I like I don't know exactly how it works because basically most of the followers I have are people that I just was really friends with on Facebook and said, hey, listen to my thing. So those are the people that are mostly following. So just, yeah, like the thing and then you can follow posts and get contact with us there and whatever else. Like um, the thing and then you can do the other thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah, you can also follow me on Twitch at Gilchrist777 or just search out Chaos Everywhere. Um, I'm still doing a bully playthrough. I haven't done it in a couple of days, but I'll, I'm going to keep working on it. Um, I'm honestly, just before I started recording, I was playing my own playthrough that I'm not doing on Twitch just because I felt like playing the game but didn't feel like turning on Twitch. So that happens too sometimes, but I won't. You'll get your whole do the whole game at some point because I'm not going to um, not go back and fit. Like I'm not playing the game and like moving ahead in the story without people being able to see it. So, um, yeah. Anyway. All right. I hope everybody has a good night and uh, we will see you uh, soon. Stay hopeful out there. Hopeful. That was a good one. I was wondering how you were going to end that. Okay. <laughs> it was either that or fuck our device. <laughs>